Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download that DraftKings app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. We are back again. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and Corey Friedman, and maybe Ryan Herrera in just a bit. We did a podcast. If you haven't downloaded or heard it or you weren't there live on YouTube uh, at 1.20 to 2.20 this afternoon, and we decided we got to do another one because, you know, we get home and then we find out, sure enough, Cody Bellinger is now a member of the Chicago Cubs. One year, $17.5 million deal, a show-me deal for a former MVP who has struggled at the plate the last two, two and a half years. But in 2019, was the National League MVP, um, hit 47 home runs and drove in 115 runs. So, Guys, I look at this, and and first of all, we hope that maybe a shortstop signs here while we're doing this podcast, but this certainly looks as low-risk, high-reward. I personally love the deal. Yeah, no, this is this is great stuff. Uh, you know, I, I understand some people that will look at it and just look at the offense, but right. just from a pure, like, one-year – what he brings defensively and what he could bring offensively it's totally worth the 17 million in my opinion he was going to get uh, in arbitration he was going to make more if he had stayed with the dodgers so right you know this this entire season for bellinger is all about reestablishing the value this, like this is this is the 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 i've seen tweets of people saying like this is like what they did with other guys in the past. And and I, I guess maybe you can say that with some that worked out that the Cubs flipped. I saw someone in our reply saying that, that they're going to flip them at the deadline. And I know that's not like, what this is. No, it's definitely not what this is. The, there is no way, no way, especially the only way I would say that is if we get through the rest of the offseason and this is the only big move that the Cubs make. So right. that that's it. That's the only way that that could actually be a thing. So this is a great start to what the rest of the offseason could could have could bring. Well, this is so. this is one of those moves that I think 
like, I know why people are reacting like that, right? Like, we're, we all get it. We mm-hmm. would look at this completely differently if they had made a set of bigger moves prior to this, which I think right. is how you have to look at this because we're assuming that's going to follow, right? Like, there's a reason that we all talked about this before it happened, you know, once the offseason started. The Cubs should have the money to pay, like you said, Cody, less than, you know, he might have gotten uh, if they tendered him a contract in L.A. They have the money to take that risk. They need a glove in center field. He can also fill in at first if you want him to. He's an excellent base runner that the Cubs were terrible at last year. Their defense in center field, also terrible. He's really good at both of those things. If that's the floor, it's a good move to go along with other moves elsewhere. And then you have the added value that maybe, you know, even if just for spurts of time, right, he gives you big bursts of offense, which you need. And then at that point, it's a, I mean, obviously it's highway robbery. If he looks anything like the hitter, he can be. Yeah. He's it's a two for one with the two positions. And, you know, there's, there are always going to be fans out there that say, this is a bad deal. This, this is Hayward. He can't hit. Okay. This is not, this is not Jason Hayward. First of all, it's not, it's not a seven, eight, nine year deal. It's a one year deal worth just over $17 million. Okay. Best case scenario, he's great, and maybe he does leave you in free agency. But you get a guy, worst case scenario, who can win you a gold glove in center field next to your gold glove left fielder. And not only that, like Corey said, good base runner, has the flexibility to play another position, right? And what what was your alternative? You were going to uh, per- have Hermosillo in center field, Ortega in <laughs> Better than field. watching Ortega. That's what Jack says, man. Right, like yeah. – you know, I mean, yeah. come on, guys. Like, this guy won an MVP. He he hasn't been that far gone. And don't forget yeah. what I was saying um, back when we had Michael Cerami on. I was putting the math together, and I thought, well, of course they're going to go after Bellinger. The new hitting coach, Dustin Kelly, is a guy who was in the Dodgers organization when this guy was swinging the bat and hitting 47 home runs. Like, they think they can find something, and he believes they can find something that will net him a bigger contract next offseason – one that his mega agent, Scott Boris, certainly wants him to get. So they decided we're going one-year deal, and the Cubs are like, perfect. In one year, we might know what Mash Mervis really is. In one year, we might know that PCA is ready to play center. We might know that Brennan Davis is ready in the outfield. Canario, we we, we don't know, but that's why it's a one-year deal, and it yeah. seems like almost too good to be true, this fit, really. Like, yeah. $17 million by these standards, like – He's the perfect one-year guy. And I don't know if he's great. Let, let's say he's great and he shows you at 27 that he is the MVP guy again and he can play center field for your future. Okay, well, then you then you get in the bidding mix and you trade some of the prospects that you think might be spectacular outfield replacements if you want to. So there's there's tons of flexibility. With it allows you, allows you to perhaps – and. Again, with the scenario that Luke just put out there, it allows you to perhaps move major prospects for a major starting pitcher at some point, perhaps. So, or, or just plays or, or uh, the Angels right now, maybe. Bellinger, <laughs> sure. You know, Bellinger's I, I, also I'm a guy who you know it's hard to like estimate what that value is, right? Because yeah. we haven't seen it yet. But like, he is a guy who should at least be a little 
thankful that the shift is gone, right? It's mm-hmm. it's very difficult to say like, oh, his average is going to go up by this or this. But, you know, it should help a little bit. And like the weirdest thing, like with the Hayward comparisons, like Hayward hasn't been a, a plus defender like that in years, first of all. And he, no. he rated poorly in center field relative to how right. he used to play in right field. And they're not paying Cody Bellinger whatever they were paying Jason Hayward for, you know, right. eight years. Like, and that's on, not the jump on Hayward. That's, that, that's the no, deal it's he just got. not the like, same. Yeah. It's just not apples to apples. It's not the no. same thing. Anyone um, comparing it to comparing the two, I just feel like you haven't been paying attention. That I mean, that's not no disrespect to you as a Cubs fan. I just feel like, like maybe think about it before you, you angry, angrily like send tweets. I got, that's just the way I, I look at it. They're, you they're say, not going to sell like us that Cody Bellinger is their, their big prize. That's not no, what's going to happen. Not. And the definitely fit not. beyond that is really good. Yeah. And it, and if that is the only move they make, which it won't be, then you can come back to us and, and say those, we, we were right. We were right. They only made the Bellinger move. I don't believe it's coming. A better comparison is the Josh Bell deal that went down hours before that, right? Like he was another guy that was linked as a possible answer at first base. The Cubs didn't get a Brayu. Then Bell was another ca- name that came along. He went to Cleveland uh, two for 33, but an opt out after one. So it's it's compare comparable defensively Cody Bellinger's a way better player and and he fills the spot in center field and again if you need to ease in Matt Mervis at first base with maybe somebody else again still you might have Patrick Wisdom or somebody else playing some first base it just allows you some flexibility at the first base position and I would not I would not feel bad especially if you add the shortstops they're talking about adding or potentially adding I don't feel bad about having him over at first base. That's for sure. He's he's good enough to play first base. Definitely. So yeah. I think it's, um, it's, it's a, it, you know, again, we don't have that added context yet, but you know, yesterday especially was kind of giving us a lot of insight there. I, th- this is a no brainer <laughs> of a move. If you go and make even some of the other moves that we expect them to make, there's, there's a range of outcomes here, but the worst outcome is that he's a good fielder and a good base runner. And as people in the chat have said, it's, it's not to dump on someone like Rafael Ortega, but he is literally an upgrade over him at, in every category. Right. So at minimum, that's potential to be, I'm not expecting him to be an MVP, Corey. I'm really not like, even, even if he finds his old swing and everything works out great, I'm not expecting him in one year to turn it around all of a sudden and be an MVP again. But what if he's half of that? If he's half yeah. of that, you've had a massive upgrade in center field. Absolutely. And we already know that the Cubs have pointed out many times the shift is gone defensively up the middle. It's going to be critical to be really, really good defensively. Well, now they have a really good center fielder, and you're hoping they're going to have a great shortstop and second baseman to go with it. And then we'll see what happens after that. But they're aligning themselves. Remember that when the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, and I'm not saying they're winning the World Series. My point is that in 2016, they were a very good defensive team. Very good. Like One best, of the best in of Cubs time. history defensively, best. Mm-hmm. So that's the type of thing that can make a difference when you don't have all the pieces in place. Something that'll get you an extra four or five wins a year. Better base running. They could have been. They could have been better base running last year. They could have been better defensively last year. All of those things. It's like, yes, they're looking for more power. And while Bellinger hasn't hit necessarily 
at all the last years. In fact, uh, what did I write down? Since he won the MVP in 2019, when he hit 47 homers, his slash line is 203, 272, 376. Not good, but he did hit 19 homers last year. So you are, even if even if he's the struggling batter that we've seen the last couple of years, he still brings you some power from the left side. So that that's something to not forget. Like 19 yeah. homers is not is not nothing. And I think like, you know, you, you look at like the fielding and the base running and some of that stuff that he ups the floor on, like if they are as serious as they, I guess, sound to be in terms of like turning this thing into being actually competitive quickly, like you have to improve on those margins, right? Like this team was terrible on the bases last year. They made so many outs on the bases. They had you know, not good defenders at several positions. Like you want to win, you want to go deep in October. You want to make a run like the Phillies just did. Maybe this team isn't going to do it by just blasting home runs, but you have to clean up some of that other stuff because it, it rears its head eventually. Okay, Cody, go ahead. He's been, he's been in the top <laughs> box watching the end of the Illinois game. And, and Joey, our producer is a Texas alum. And so he has turned off the podcast and probably this may never shut off. We may just go live for hours, but Cody, who is an Illini fan, oh just this, I'm go just going to say this is better than that one time when Illinois and Indiana football were playing. And I had to deal with Illinois losing to, to Indiana live on YouTube, re- recapping a Cubs loss against whoever the hell they played this year. So this is better <laughs> than beating the number two team in the country. Horns down, Joey. Love you though. You're not. You're. You're. you're not. That, that was uncalled for. You know, just win gracefully. Well, I know he. He, he would have said something if, if Texas would have won. Gonna so be I gotta, just I gotta, I gotta get second my, here. I gotta put my one, my two cents in. All right. <laughs> Every time ability. Texas loses, somebody's <laughs> got to get on 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 uh, poor Joey's case. Somebody's got to hey, get in his face. I. I'm not a Texas hater. I'm not a Texas hater. I'm just you know, they want to be against my team tonight. Number seventeen versus number two. All right. Like that was a great game. Went to overtime. All right. I'm, you know, again, if Joey was unbearable about being a Texas fan, this would be so much worse. But he's not, he's, he's fine. And he also, he kind of likes Illinois too. It's just not his number one team. And I get that because he went to Texas. Makes sense. Uh, Joey's clearly the one uh, chiming in from CHGO Sports saying, see y'all in March. See y'all in March. Yeah. No, it's okay. I, I, I look forward to if they play each other again because I thought Texas was going to win that one that one uh, came down that was a sweat if i was if i could have bet on that on DraftKings, uh i would have uh, been sweating so much more than i actually was so if if we're anyway. uh, while we're sitting here killing time for jed to uh, close the deal with either correa bogarts and or swanson uh would you guys like to talk potential for shortstops would you like to talk about the starting pitching moves that were made today or would you like to talk about Wilson Contreras reports from our guy, the Catman? We can talk about Contreras, I guess, just I mean, briefly. Cap, Cap threw out there, and again, remember that he is – he does have a relationship with Wilson Contreras. He's close. Like, mm-hmm. Wilson yeah. Contreras has he been He told us the story nice. on the podcast. Yeah, he's been very nice to his son, Brett. They've been over to it, you know, hung out and had lunch together and stuff. He's communicating directly with Wilson. This is not an outside. And he is he has been told that he was offered multi-year deals, five years or more, by the Cardinals and by the Astros. Now, we know we've heard both teams kind of like rumored about, right? Like Dusty Baker even said, we're interested in Wilson Contreras. We're just waiting to see what happens with other stuff. 
five or Whoa. more years. And I know, I know Cody does not believe the Cardinals are going to do this, but if they go five years on Wilson Contreras, I have two things to say. One, I know Corey will disown Wilson Contreras, no matter how much he loved him. Number two, am I wrong about that? No, dead to me. No. And, and number two, you can't deny that it wouldn't be a major upgrade over that old bum, Yadier Molina. Correct, Cody? I've made you both happy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so <laughs> here's here's my two – and I think I feel like I've said this for the last – honestly, since the deadline. It's that, you know, obviously at the beginning of the year, I was all about extending Contreras. But we also didn't know, like, some of the things that it's – thought of him around the league like we do now and like that's what kind of changed my perspective my perception at the deadline i didn't say i'm not saying it fully changed my perception um i'm just saying that okay maybe you don't do whatever it takes to bring a guy like that back because if because if the cubs aren't really showing that they're showing interest and then other teams around the league aren't showing interest like enough interest to even make a trade on at the deadline except for the astros of course like then, 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 what are we missing here? Other than the fact that some of those things might actually be true. So, I, I think that if if the if he would have signed with whether it's the Cardinals, the Astros, anyone, if it would have been for like a two or a three year deal, then I would have been upset because I think that's something that the Cubs should have done. But if we're talking five years for a guy who. You know, on the Astros, it's been it's reported that the Astros want to use him more in left field or DH and then it'd be an occasional catcher. So they don't even really want him to be their full-time catcher, all right? That doesn't surprise me. Now, the Cardinals, that's what surprises me because they had defensive-oriented catcher for two decades. And I know they have a, another catcher right now. Like, everyone has a backup catcher, but, like, they need, they need a guy who can play f- – at least the same amount of innings or at least a little bit more. And if they're signing Contreras to be their catcher, considering what we know around what the league has said about him at this point, it just doesn't make sense to me that the Cardinals want to do that unless they really think they can fix those flaws. And like, they're just not a team that does that in my opinion. So that's where I'm at on it. If he gets, if the, if he signs with the cards with five years, like I said this months ago, if he does sign with the Cardinals for more than four years, I will kind of laugh about it. Like, I think that's an awful move by the Cardinals. Now, I looked at Yachty's contracts over the course of his career. When he was 30, the Cardinals gave him a five-year, $75 million extension. When he was 30, from and it went from 2013 to 2018. And in the first year of that, he had one of the best seasons of his career. He had like a 7.8 F4, whatever. It was like the prime, like the, the back end of the prime of his career. Then he started to trend down a little bit. He still had some okay seasons in there for his standards and then a few like a, a few bad ones because it was getting older, right? So like clearly Contreras is a better hitter than him. Uh, but you know, in the defense, he's got the arm. I know obviously that was y- what Yachty was known for. I'm curious to what the Cardinals are even offering him to be like what the contract is. They're gonna if they were at that, of course, the market is a lot different now, right? But five right. years, seventy-five million for Molina back in twenty thirteen. What are they offering Contreras? Like that—that's—that's that's where I'm at with it. Like if it's actually a thing. But at the end of the day, like unless they're unless they're not going to use him as a full time catcher, like I don't understand if the Cardinals actually do it. And if they do it for him to be a full time catcher, knowing what we know, I think it's a massive mistake by them. 
and you can clip me. You can, you can, you know, cold, cold take me later. Like I'm just going off based off what we know, what has been reported. And I mean, again, the Astros don't even want to use him as a catcher. They want to use him for two other positions more often than not. So again, and this is, and this has come from someone who wanted to keep him. So, all right. Well, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. There are a lot of people in the chat talking about how John Morosi has been a marquee and that uh, a lot of people, including Morosi are saying Cubs are very close to a multi-year deal with Dansby Swanson. Uh, and if that's the case, is he the first big free agent shortstop or is he just one of two big free agent shortstops that they sign? Um, I was listening to Ryan Dempster, who does a lot of marquees on marquee probably right now, uh, on the score earlier today. And based off of some of the things that he was saying, I would say that it sounds like everything you've seen that Jamison Tyon seems like their number one target for pitching. That that's just the way it feels listening to someone who would hang out and be friends with David Ross and other people that would be in the know on that and on the, on the Cubs network. And number two would be, he was asked straight up. If you were a billion dollar owner of a franchise right now, what player would, what one player would you be going after this off season? And he paused for a second and he said, well, Aaron judge is a great player, but I have concerns about his durability for the type of, contract he's looking for years wise then he said i'd be looking for a shortstop then he was pushed to answer which shortstop and he said number one bogarts a guy that he played with briefly in boston and a close close second dansby swanson and pushed more on that about dansby swanson because the narrative out there is well dansby swanson is great but basically he's very good defensively maybe not as good offensively as the other guys that are out there. He said, Dansby Swanson still has room to grow and he believes he's growing and getting better, but he believes that Dansby Swanson may not be great at multiple things on the baseball field, but that he's very, very good at all of them. Like he's not bad at any of them. He's very, very good. And when you have a chance to add a player who wants to get better, who is showing that he's getting better, and is very, very good at everything you want a baseball player to be good at, you go after that guy. And so that's why I, I still agree that I love what we talked about in the, the podcast this afternoon. Would you go after Correa or would you go for the two for one, possibly with Bogarts and Swanson? And if Swanson is close to making this deal, I hope Bogarts is right behind him. So yeah. I'm not I'm not sure if he if Morosi said they were close to something on marquee, but I'm I'm definitely not seeing. I just something. saw somebody in the chat say that. Yeah, I I, I'm just that. I'm just going through yeah. you know all the reporters. I don't I don't see that necessarily, but I know he said he's the name to watch for the Cubs. He also threw out Jamison Tyone as the pitcher to watch. I think yeah. you mentioned Kodai Singh as well. He's kind of throwing out a lot of names, but yeah. they're all names that well, we've heard. Our friends, our friends at Bleacher Nation said Dansby Swanson is the name to watch for name the coach right now. Okay, according to John Morosi, who's on marquee. So yeah, so maybe I, not something close. That at least there's a, a difference there. But it's a name he's, to he's watch. Throwing out yeah. a lot. They're they're clearly Swanson is the most likely. There you go. They're, they're clearly in on all these guys, right? Right. They're in contact. We know they met with Correa. You know, and now it's a question of like what what is gamesmanship 
who's driving up the right. offers for who. Yes. And, you know, look, like even in, in if your plan is to get both of those guys or two of them, it doesn't have to be Xander and Dansby. It could be Correa and Dansby, right? Like for all we know, if your plan is to get two of them, it's very difficult to align those things all at once, right? You have to do one of them first. Mm-hmm. So it's, it it's, it's amazing to think that they would be able to go and get two. And now that that was floated out there, right? Like, I think we all hope that happens, mm-hmm. but they, you have to get one done first. And then, you know, you sort of see from there, we we've already all laid out. Like you kind of feel like you might need more, uh, you know, more clear offense uh, or projectable offense. Mm-hmm. If Dansby was the only shortstop that you signed, uh, but again, like that's one of those things where they it's it's difficult to be sure of what that plan is if you're Jed and Carter Hawkins until somebody signs on the dotted line, right? And I, I think we, I I would keep going back to the Trey Turner thing with the Phillies and the Padres is a really good example of that. Like you read that AJ Preller and the Padres felt really strongly about their offer and they were really internally like upset and 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 disappointed that that didn't work out for them. So I, I, I guess it's all just a long-winded way of saying, like, they can have all these plans. They can be in these rumors. We can be hearing a ton of things. You got to get one to sign the deal first. That's right. right. And, then you, and then you can still execute other things, but step by step, right? Let's say, will- let's say it is Dansby Swanson, right? Like, that gives you so much flex. If you can get him to sign tonight or tomorrow before he, before he heads into the weekend and gets married, Mm-hmm. And again, his fiance plays for the Red Stars, so there's another reason to want to come to Chicago if all things are equal. If you get him to sign, you've now locked up shortstop and second base, great, great defensively. Like you're, you're, you're the probably the best team in baseball defensively at short and second. You're that good, and now you put Bellinger, a Gold Glove guy, in center field. You've done one thing you said you wanted to do: be yes. great defensively up the middle. You've done it already. Swanson also does give you some of the power that you've been looking for. Like he may not be the, as, as diversified as a hitter as the other guys are, but he does give you the power. He does give you some of that power potential. So, and because he most likely is the lowest salary of the three, if he is the first guy to sign, he still allows you to go get one of the other two. If you yeah. really want to open up the checkbook, as we've been told, Tom Ricketts has told Jed, go ahead and do it. So, and I think you, like that your floor too, has been set and absolutely. it's really good. And you're also signaling to people that you're serious and you're going to be, you know, a big player. But like, I think in the two for scenario, like I think what maybe you would be hoping for there, you get Dansby to sign and then you hope that the Red Sox continue to mess around with Bogarts and you can slip in. Right. And say, look, the, the your your old team's jerking you around, right? They didn't extend you. They're jerking you around. They're not making you a good enough offer. Come to Chicago. Let's get this done. Like, move on from Boston. And you can kind of, like, swoop in after you've already gotten one. Maybe that's the idea. Yeah. The, 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 the last thing, like, on this, too, like, because I see in the comments, like, people are like, they had Jed on marquee. They had Carter on marquee. They had JP Morosi on marquee. Mm-hmm. As we said earlier today, you can never guarantee anything this smoke is too hot y'all they're letting everybody on their own media channel telling you we're going to spend money. We're close to deals. We're going to spend money. There's no way that they're dumb enough to do all that and then try to sell us on Cody Bellinger being the, the big guy. No chance. 
Let, let me give you let me give you this off season and see what you think. Like it's not the highest ceiling. Like the highest ceiling is Swanson <laughs> and Correa or Swanson and Bogarts or Correa, whoever you signing want. Signing right? all three that are left, Luke. That's, that's, that's the highest. Ceiling. Okay, that's the high the highest ceiling. Signing all Bogarts playing first let's, with Murphy. Let's throw this out as a reasonable. What seems now as like it could be a reasonable off season. Cody Bellinger is the guy you sign in center as a stopgap there. You don't know what you have. Then you sign Dansby Swanson to play short. You move Nico over to second. You don't end up adding the second shortstop, but you do end up adding Mancini over at first for a couple of seasons, waiting for Matt Mervis. And then you add to your rotation, Jamison Tyon. I'd call it a pretty good off season guys. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that it can't be better than that, and I think the Cubs should shoot for even better than that. But if they get a if they get a starter, a guy who has potential to be a one or a two in your rotation, and you haven't traded anybody yet, and you have your center fielder for at least a year, and you have your first baseman for at least a year, and you have your shortstop of the future who's defensively as good as anybody, you filled some gaps. You yeah. filled some gaps and the prospects are still coming. I'll just say, and this is kind of circling it back to like the beginning of the Swanson talk here is if, if they sign Swanson, but Bogarts isn't coming, then you really got to do other things to mm-hmm. really make that seem like that was a, you know, a great, uh, or at least a thought out decision and everything. Cause I think if you're signing Swanson first, then you're definitely signing Bogart second. Like, like I, me personally can accept them, you know, signing Bogarts. And then if you, if you miss out on Swanson, I think that it's, that it's, you know, fine. But I, I mean, again, I personally would love to just get one, but given the smoke about how they could get oh, two, yeah. Yeah. I have now reached the point now that like, I don't want to say I'm full on expecting it, but I am hopeful that if they sign Swanson first with Bogart still out on the market and them using John Lester to recruit him and David Ross and uh, Napoli, like, and the report today saying that the Cubs remain the, like the highest, like, or the biggest threat to get him. If you sign Swanson first and then still don't get Bogart's, and depending on where Bogarts would end up going, I'm I think I'm setting myself up for a little bit of disappointment there. I'm not saying it's a failed offseason. I'm just saying that I might be a little disappointed in the fact that you signed Swanson when it seemed like Bogarts was the one that you really could have gotten. Yeah, I, again, I'll take either one, but like I'm also I'm also with a lot of people who said that they they would rather have Bogarts, Turner, or or Correa all year too. I just I'm just not going to complain. To the point that to think that it's a failed offseason. So if it is just Swanson, then yeah, you got you still got a lot of moves. You gotta get Italian, uh, tie on, not Italian, uh, tie on. You gotta, you know, you gotta fix this catching situation. Whether you're trading for Sean Murphy or you're signing Christian Vasquez, uh, you know, you still got the 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 second tier starting pitching market. What outside of tie on, whether it's Senga or or Bassett, whatever. Like you have to you have to continue to add these types of pieces. Um, and then, and then I can really give you a, you know, a grade on how the off season went then I, but as right now sitting here at nine Oh one, December 6th, with all these rumors here in the, in the heart of the winter meetings, if we're signing Swanson first, I'm going to be, 
a little disappointed if they don't get Bogarts as well. Well, Cody, think of this. If if let's just again, totally hypothetical that Swanson is the first, next guy that they sign and and he's the first shortstop next shortstop off the market. You've just also added another guy in your back pocket that can now go to Bogarts and say, "You know what? I'm here too. Let's do this together." Let's 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 make a tandem out of this. Let's not make it one. You have another recruiter. You don't just have John Lester. Now you have another guy that he's going to respect across the diamond that you can say, just like just like Scotty did to get Michael to come back. <laughs> Why don't hey, I, 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 I do? I would question a little bit of Xander's character if he needs more than John Lester to convince him. I'm not sure what, <laughs> who else he needs to hear from. But I think like the the hypothetical offseason you laid out, Luke. I think is pretty good, right? I think I kind of get where Cody's coming from in that it would be easy to look at that and say, okay, like if you were going to spend all this money and you were going to make all these moves, like you maybe could have done this better or like gone in a little harder and the team would be better, but it would be a good off season. And I think we would be able to look at the team and say, look, they did what they said, right? They improved in these areas. They did the things that Jed said he wanted to do and they you know, they're not giving us a, a a total like half measure of like a team that they're going to try to sell us on being remotely competitive when we're all sitting there on opening day going, you know, no, they're not right. Yeah. Like, you, you know, it, I, I think it would accomplish that, but I think it, it's, it, it would be easy to look and say like, man, you know, what would that have looked like if you swapped Correa for Swanson? Right. Like, yeah. you know, that's all. Sure, sure. I, I I get that. I'm just like there are a ton of holes to fill on this team currently. And mm-hmm. I, I think when everybody heard the pocketbook is open or the checkbook is open, everybody instantly wanted to spend a billion dollars like the Phillies. By the way, the Phillies um doing Taiwan Walker for four years, 71 million. Add that to the one billion I was talking about spending since they've done Harper. Five 100 million or more deals. And now you add Schwarber and Walker. Like they're spending money like it doesn't even exist in Philadelphia. And so I think that's what Cubs fans would like to see. But I'm not sure the Cubs are currently in that spot with the with the prospects they have coming up. Like that still might be one away. And I still say you can be very, very competitive this season spending. Listen, Jesse Rogers was telling us it was going to be like last year. If they get Dansby Swanson, Tyon, Bellinger, Mancini, and somebody to play catcher, and they also add Smiley to come back and add depth, and you have Samson to come back, it's a better offseason last year, yes, guys. Come no on. Question. It, it's, oh, yeah. it's way better than it's way better than Stroman and Suzuki. Plus, you expect that say a Suzuki is going to be better his second year in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. And it's well, also, you're expecting so your young guys. Yeah. Yeah. You're expecting Morrell to be something you're expecting Nico Horner to continue to be the stud that he has become. Right. Like, yeah, like that's, that's what, you know, you think about these moves they make and then consider the young guys that they have on the roster right now, you know, like there's a reason to at least believe that they can be in the race. Like, so yeah, no, I, I, it sets I, you up. It sets you up in future years too. Yeah. Like you know, you need yeah. as we all keep saying, they have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, they they need to put 
you know, some, some people, when they're looking at like, oh, should they sign this guy or this guy? They're like, well, they're too far away. Should they bother? And it's like, no, like the best way to get closer to being good and having a lot of good players, you have to start adding good players, right? If you keep looking at things going, no, we're too far away. Like you'll never get there. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it, it would be a good start. I've been accused You're of bowing to, to Ricketts. Bowing to Ricketts, Luke. The audacity, Luke. The audacity. Uh, Ryan, Ryan needs to be let in. He can join us very briefly here. There he is. Hello. Hi, Ryan. Ryan. Right How's it going? How, how's, the, uh, how's the buzz yeah, now? Me, me, just me and Cody hanging out right here. Are how's things hot now? in San Diego, Ryan? Ryan? I'll tell you that. It's, it's buzzing. Uh, things, things are heating up. Things are heating up in San Diego. Uh, it's actually funny. I know you guys are definitely talking about Cody Bellinger news, uh, but I, like I told you guys, I said in the Slack, I missed it. I was at the uh, the White Sox manager, Pedro Griffal, his uh, press conference, right in the David Ross's press conference. So for about 40 minutes, you know, my phone just sitting on the table and uh, <laughs> we get we get to David. So I'm not checking my phone. I don't see it. And then we get to, you know, David Ross and like the first six questions are about Cody Bellinger. And I'm like, like, what's happening here? What what am I missing here? And then eventually I get my phone back. I get my phone back and I see the news. So, yes, uh, things, things heated up after that and uh, got a little hectic. And uh, well, it comes the world, at least, over here at, uh, in San Diego. Look at my Twitter. The funniest part is that Ross was on MLB Network when he found out that they had signed Ballinger. Obviously, he was part of the conversation and would have known that they were talking to him and probably had conversations with him as a free agent. But he didn't know it was a done deal, and then he found out on live TV and uh, dropped a four-letter word, which was really, really funny. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's it's that's how quickly it's happening. He's going from being in the know to walking on a set, and all of a sudden, five minutes into the show, he's no longer in the know of what's going on with his general manager and his team. Well, that's so. what we talked about earlier, right? Like how quickly things can happen. And you don't really know until it happens. And so when David Ross is even kind of shocked at the news that he said, oh, shit, or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he's shocked in that in that sense, then that tells you that how quickly these things can happen for people that aren't in those rooms and you know, in the war room, in those conversations, doing that stuff. So, yeah, it, 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 I mean, it, I saw the video. It's funny. I laughed. Um, but it was, um, it, it, yeah, it just goes to show you that things can just happen in a quick second. So if Cody and Corey are planning on sleeping tonight, I don't know if I would. But he does like the fit, right? Like he he really likes the addition of Bellinger on, on a one-year deal, a prove-it-year deal. Yeah, yeah. David Ross, you know, talked about how uh, just Cody Bellinger, obviously they can't, they haven't confirmed anything, so they couldn't be like, oh, yeah, Cody Bellinger is bringing this to our team. Um, so more in general terms that Cody Bellinger is a good, uh, obviously a good defender, uh, had some success in the past, had had it in the past few years, um, but had the potential for one of those to be one of those bounce back guys. Um, you know, Ross, yeah, he like he likes the the you know, I don't know, I don't know if I say elite defense, but very very good defense out in center field, uh, and that if, if if that's what he brings to the Cubs, obviously that makes up for uh, a lot of the things that went wrong for the Cubs last year uh, as far as center field defense goes. Um, yeah, I. It, and, I, and it, it's, it's kind of it was kind of just a reflection of everything we've talked about when we talked about Cody Bellinger on the show that um, the Cubs had a need for a left-handed bat. Uh, Cubs had, had a need for uh, a defender that can play very good defense out in center field and also can move over to first base and, and do things there. And now that uh, you know Cody Bellinger once that, obviously once that officially becomes official, 
Um, but that's, you know, that's their center fielder. And, and that's what we talked about. That's why we said he fits so well. Um, and I think it felt like David Ross felt the same. Good deal. Hopefully uh, tonight, uh, you know, the buzz now seems to be that maybe Dansby Swanson will be the next shortstop to go. He's being linked. Morosi saying he's the most likely to the Cubs. We're all still holding out hope that maybe it's multiple shortstops coming to the Cubs. Um, and then I, I think the starting pitcher is coming potentially even before that. That's just the way it looks like there's been more smoke and fire around Tyon now than there has been with Senga, but I guess people aren't ruling out that Senga still might. Was it John Heyman, Cody, that was tweeting that the Cubs still had Senga yeah, on the target? He, he tweeted about that this morning. I don't know what the, if there's been an update since then regarding Senga, considering I came home and sweated through this Illinois game. Um, but, yeah, he, he said that the Cubs were like one of five different teams that were, you know, in on Senga, which was like this morning was big news to me because it felt like they had kind of taken themselves out of it because you hadn't heard anything about them uh, in a in a in a while. Um, but yeah, so I mean, Senga Senga is a guy that would be perfect. I did read something about how he's getting offers for five to six years, which is actually surprising to me. I think um, the I think the but, agent may have corrected that. I think I just read well, that he he meant five to six multi year deals, not five oh. to six year deals but that is how it was tweeted this difference. morning oh, it, yeah okay. and well and maybe you know both well, that's how i read it right <laughs> yeah you know no, no no that is what it said this morning and then i think the oh, agent okay. or somebody clarified like this is not he he does not have multiple six-year deals at least oh, that was okay. recently okay. ryan how late do i let's let, let's let's get to the serious business here because if they sign one of the shortstops we would do another emergency podcast, but it's, it's nine ten at night here. You know, I, it like, how late do I have to stay up before I can say, you know what? I'm passing this off. Cody's going to be awake. Ryan's two hours behind. At, at what point can I just say I'm going to bed? See, see, Luke, I, I, I can talk to Cody and Corey and be like, I don't know if you guys should go to bed at all. You, you oh. know, you, you got to get your eight hours. You have a child. Like, I, I don't know. If, eight hours. I don't know. If, at uh, least. I don't know if I could tell you. I, guess, I don't know if I could tell you not to go to sleep, right? I don't know. Mm. I don't know if you can afford to not go to bed uh, at some point. Uh, that's no, a I, great point. I, 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 like I said, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a sense that anything could happen at, you know, I guess what would be like 10 p.m. here. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, two hours ahead, like midnight there. I don't have a sense that anything could happen then or later. Um, it's again, it, it goes back to what we've been talking about. Like these things can just happen out of nowhere. And then you got to be ready to get an emergency podcast with the boys. Um, so that's, yeah. <laughs> so you, you if, haven't if that seen, happens tonight, we're there. Yeah. You haven't seen Jed or Carter Hawkins or David Ross doing like cartwheels down an aisle anywhere. Like there haven't been any signs. No. There hasn't been like large toasts of like champagne or anything in a hallway. No, not yet. But, okay. um, you know, Jed, we, we talked to Jed yesterday. Uh, he talked about expecting uh, some some more late nights here in the winter meetings. Um, you know, we talked to Carter Hawkins today, saying, you know, ask, asked if, if that's still kind of the plan. And he said he also expects it to be, you know, an, another late night or so, uh, likely another late night uh, to come tonight. So uh, we know they're they're in these discussions. We know they've already offered deals. Uh, we know they plan on offering more. So um, I guess I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. I Luke. Think- I mean, 
We'll give you a call, but there's no guarantee that you'll wake yeah. up. I think we should just keep the uh, for, for fax. A fax would work. Just keep the live okay. feed rolling, you know, kind of like some people do on TikTok and like we'll yeah. end the show, but then you can just watch like Cody sweat a basketball game and then like right. in three hours we'll turn it back into a podcast. You know, you can watch me eat dinner, like no sound, yeah. no nothing. Yeah. And then it'll be like, hey, we're back. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a good idea. I like that idea. The you guys count. just alert me if something's going on. Oh my just set an alarm for every hour on the hour, Luke, until four in the morning. Cody got Cody got Bellinger to come to the Cubs today. He has the potential still of two shortstops or three shortstops or one shortstop coming to the team. He's still got a, a possibility of uh, Tyon or Senga coming to the Cubs. He's still got a possibility of a trade. Or both. Or both, yep. Uh, his Illini beat Texas. He's happy about that. The only loss was Basketball the school. losing the draft lottery, and now they're picking 13. <laughs> you can't win them all, Luke. You can't know, win them all. just happy can't to win, win one, Cody. Just yeah, it's just nice one. to win one. And uh, right. I've, that's that honestly, that's what the Bellinger signing is. It's just nice to win one. All right, like eat like the 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 the, the video that I tweeted after every win the Cubs had this year, right? It's just nice to win one. Now I say that because when the Cubs make a move like this, it's just it's just nice, right? Now I need I need the big one. I need the big one. I need it. Like <laughs> air to breathe. All right. All right. Let's let's get it done. And again, if it happens here tonight, we will do another emergency podcast. If it happens tomorrow, we'll do an emergency podcast tomorrow. We have the always planned 120 to 220 live podcast coming up on Wednesday. If something happens outside of that frame, we will break in just like this with an emergency podcast, probably right after it happens. So uh, stick to us on Twitter. Follow Ryan on Twitter, uh, allchgo.com for his articles uh, from San Diego. He's got more work to do. I know he does. So we're going to let him go. And uh, thanks to everybody that jumped in the chat. We had like 200 some people for a while there, right? Yeah. 200 some 200 some people to tune in to some brainless cub cubs simp today yeah. thank you that's Appreciate right and we, and only one of us is you cody yeah, that's what i'm saying i said 270 tuned in to some brainless for a one-year deal simp. for a one-year deal. One deal wait till correa and swanson sign here oh it's gonna be something oh, thanks for it. checking out the chgo cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, america's Top rated sports book. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Stay ready and fly the W.